everyone, and welcome to a new episode of The Military Spouse Show with Krista Wells, the military spouse coach, and yours truly, Wendy Pulling. We're so excited to have you back again tonight. Tonight's show is actually a continuation of our last show of The Knowing Doing Gap, and this show is called Take Your Earrings Off and Jump into Success. We have a lot planned for you, so sit back and relax. If you happen to be listening to the show in the archives and you haven't listened to the show previous to this one, all you have to do is just look back into the other one that's called The Knowing Doing Gap on the list of shows in iTunes, and you can listen to that one as well. Hey, Krista, how are you? Hi, Wendy. Welcome. This is going to be fun. I'm super excited because you know how much I talk about the knowing doing gap. And I include myself when I say that there's things that we know we want to do, but why aren't we doing them? And it's just so ironic. And I love that we can just throw it all out there and talk about it and realize that we all struggle with this. I was just at a workshop this weekend in New York. It was a writer's workshop, Julia Cameron's workshop called The Artist's Way, which is a great book. I was so surprised that everyone in the room, there's probably eight of us, and we all struggled with the fear around the knowing doing gap. And these were artists. These were like brilliant artists that had art that they was that was inside of them ready to come out and there were things that they knew that they wanted to do but they just weren't doing it. Um some people's blocks were around marketing, some people were around, you know, developing new content, some people were around, you know, getting their art out there. So it's just really a universal struggle that I'm hoping that we can encourage you to know that you're not alone, but then also give you some steps towards success. And so tell us, where did the title of this episode come from? The Take Your Earrings Off and Jump Into Success. (laughs) So I just love this title. The Take Your Earrings Off and Jump Into Success expression actually came from my sister, Lisa. She was running a skydiving business, and she said, she was explaining to me what she did, and I said, you know, what do people do when they go up in the airplane? And she said, Krista, they all think it's this really hard skill. And they're asking me, like, what do I do? And what's the training? And how do I, you know, I'm doing a tandem jump. And how should I do it? And she said, I just look at them and I say, all you have to do is take your earrings off and jump. (laughs) And I said, oh, my gosh, there's so many things in life that I'm thinking that there's this big manual and there's this big plan that I don't know about and some kind of manual on how to jump out of an airplane. And she just, we just both started laughing so hard because she said, it's, it's, Chris, it's really just not that hard. And I said, there's so many things in life where I am probably making them really hard. And the answer is really like, just take your earrings off and go for it. So that's where I got the title. I love it. Well, just like when you do a tandem jump, you've got an experienced jumper with you. In life, I mean, we have a support system. We have a loved one. If we're married, our husband, our spouse. That's sort of like our safety net, like jumping out, tandem jump, right? It's You're not alone. And so yeah, that's what we want to do. Yeah, spouse show can be, we can be the tandem for people. That's right. <laughs> so we got your back girls. So I like that. But we often think that we need this extensive roadmap and step-by-step instructions or like that Wendy and I have the answers and we don't. I mean, uh, you know, we're there with you, but we don't have all the answers. And even if you aren't finished with your vision board or you don't have all your goals, you know, neatly typed up, right, and printed up in front of your desk, or if you don't have a perfect morning routine yet or whatever it is, 
if you don't have your game plan written out and it's just a rough drop, it's okay because we're here with you. We just want to get you moving. We want to get you trying new things. We want you to just enjoy the process of moving towards success in whatever way you're ready for. So it's never a show about you should do this and this and this, everything exactly the way they were making suggestions because we're really not here to give you advice. We're here to coach you and to be with you in your journey towards success. So think about like a woman jogging down the street and she's making a decision whether to turn right or left. You know how, because I'm not running in the morning. These are only people that I see when I'm dropping my kiddos off to school, but I'll see a woman on the edge and she keeps running, even though she's at the red light, she's running in place. And I was thinking the other morning as I'm driving, well, she's running in place because she doesn't want to lose momentum. She doesn't want to, you know, her breathing. I mean, I'm not a runner. I don't know. I'm guessing this, but she wants to keep up, keep moving because then it's not as hard to restart once you, the light turns green and you're ready to go. So I thought about that for a minute and I thought as we're moving towards our goal, there are going to be times when, you know what, we're just running in place for a little while. Last year, some of my business goals were kind of me running in place for a little while and just keeping things status quo because I was working on some personal projects. And then you can shift and change and things ebb and flow. But forget about being perfect and just do something. Just do that little jog in place if that's all that you're able to, if that's the only energy that you're able to muster up because at least you're moving. So just think about that for a minute as you're, we're setting goals for ourselves. Think about what works for you and how you can get yourself moving and in the right direction. Hopefully you're running towards something, but it doesn't have to be full speed marathon. It can be, you know, just even that slow and steady stay in place and keep moving. I was like, oh, wow, she's moving and and she stopped, but she's still moving. So I think our actions don't have to be accomplished in these huge leaps. It could be just this woman jogging in place. It could be, think about a bicycle when you're riding a bike. If you want to keep it balanced, you got to at least be pedaling a little bit, you know, to keep it up. So it's like those little tiny baby steps, those incremental steps will help keep your bike up, will help keep you balanced, and will help keep you moving in the right direction. You just kind of have to trust that down that road is your life vision and your intuition will guide you whether to turn left or right whether it's time to jog in place or really put the pedal to the metal. And, you know, there'll be times when we're going to coast and then there's going to be times when we're climbing the bike uphill. But if we just get a clear vision of where we're headed and we keep moving even a little bit, we can stay on focus and sort of feel that fear and do it anyway. Just keep going. Yes. And I liked one of your examples that you had. Let's say you're working on being more assertive and you're not quite sure where to start. You had a couple of suggestions that someone might do in order to be more assertive. You know, maybe it's just, you know, you stop apologizing or you maybe you want to you're you're going into work and you're feeling like I'm the underdog. So you're going to say, you know, what, I'm just going to stop and say hi to five new people on my way to my desk today because I want to get be a little bit more I want people to notice me more at work something like that just little things you can say how can I introduce myself in a friendly assertive way to three new people or practicing being stricter with your bedtime with your kids it could be little things but you're moving in the direction of your goal of how you ultimately want to be yeah those are good tips I love that it's just little things it's often it's we always think things have to be big but it could be they could be just little tiny changes. 
Yes. Now, um, tonight, so we have these couple of different steps that you can take. Like I said, we had a show previously that had the first couple of things to think about. And tonight we have a few more to tell you about. And one of them is, in order to look at this in a different light and how you can get over that knowing-doing gap, is to think in your mind or to act as if it were totally, completely impossible to fail. And that, when you said that to me, Krista, I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. Because it sort of opens your mind up to possibility and breaks down the limit. I love that. The idea of thinking that what happens if I could absolutely not fail at this? Yeah, and I like the differentiation because I've heard before, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? I even wrote an article called, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail in Military Spouse Magazine? But I feel like to take it to the next step is to act as if it were totally impossible to fail. And there's a little bit of a difference there because if you say, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail, you might say, you know, I would be a famous basketball star or, but if you say act as if you told, it were totally impossible to fail, how would the famous basketball star act? What would their morning routine look like? What would their, would they do their 20 minutes of cardio? Would they have a problem promoting themselves and being assertive and saying hi to some people at work. So when you put yourself in the act as if you couldn't fail, it kind of takes it to a whole new level. I feel like it's the, I wanted to give an example here of a military spouse said to me once they were looking, they were, I was trying to give this little talk about act as if it were totally impossible to fail. And she kind of chuckled and blaming me for being a Pollyanna and said, Krista, I don't think you understand that where I live (laughs) by this military base, there are no jobs. And there's like hundreds of applications to even work at the gas station on base. And I can't act as if, like I can't walk around town acting like I am in this monochromatic suit, like I'm the star of scandal because there are no jobs. And I kind of laughed with her and I said, oh, you know what, I live, in, I live in Connecticut. I don't live by this particular military base in the middle of nowhere. And she said, I feel like I want to have a vision of success and I want to feel like there's this knowing doing gap and that I can be there, but I'm, I'm kind of doubting my, I'm doubting my vision. And I said to her that while the idea of a dream job doesn't always seem like it can fit in with our current life, that you can still act as this and you're still going to attract better than you, better than the working at the gas station job. We sort of sometimes have a choice of if we're going to believe in this, I'm going to act totally like I couldn't fail versus what is going on in our real life. But she did end up coming around and saying that I believe this, it does work. She switched her mindset and she said, I started really acting like I couldn't Like that I wasn't in the middle of nowhere and there were no answers and there were no jobs. And I started really believing. And she ended up ultimately getting a job that she really liked. She started working for uh, Estee Lauder Cosmetics. Then she was, you know, she said it was a pain in the beginning. I was taking a bus. I was going way out to this mall that was far away and she was selling cosmetics. But this added to her story because she ended up doing more and more positive jobs. Like she ended up getting a position at that makeup counter. And then she ended up even freelancing and doing makeup for people's proms and makeup for weddings and makeup for the Marine ball. So she ended up taking what initially seemed like a dream job and then having it become not just something for the right then, but actually 
developed her whole career around this with her new attitude of what would I do if I couldn't fail? And at first, you know, she wanted to be doing the weddings right away, and it took some time, but eventually she got there. That's great. And I know a lot of military spouses might think, well, I'm always kind of compromising on my job, and I always feel like I have to take two steps back to get one step forward. This thinking, I think, if you can put this put it in this frame of mind, where it's impossible for you to fail. So even if you do have to sidestep into a different position, that you can see the larger picture and the larger vision and how it can lead you to exactly where you want to go and versus I'm underemployed and I'm not in the job I want to have and just sort of go down that track. That's how I see that this mindset, this acting as if it were totally impossible for us to fail, even if we're not in the ideal position, that's switch in mindset can really be very powerful. And I think it helps us when we're down. Like if I'm feeling really down, I'll think, well, you know, what would Cheryl Richardson, she's kind of a well-known coach, what would Cheryl Richardson do right now? Or what kind of books does Cheryl Richardson probably read? Or what does Cheryl Richardson do to get in the mood to get grounded before she does her radio show? And so you actually put yourself in the success mindset. You think about, what if I was successful? You know, what if what if as many people were reading my book as reading her book? So you start thinking in that way, and then decisions become effortless. And then before you know it, that gap between myself and a more well-known life coach gets smaller and smaller because you're truly acting as if. The other thing, too, to keep in mind is that sometimes I think people can think of that as that slogan I heard um, on Martha Stewart say once, fake it till you make it. And she criticized somebody for saying that, fake it till you make it. Like you either need to know it or don't claim that you know it. It was when she had her own apprentice show. And I was really shocked by that because she's an entrepreneur and I would think she'd appreciate the ingenuity of someone kind of doing their best and rolling their sleeves up. So I wasn't really appreciative of her comment, but I feel like it's the same thing. You just have to realize that you're not going to always have all the answers to just see, choose to be the positive side of things. I feel that I know that sounds kind of Pollyanna. We seem to say that a lot, but it's true. It makes a big difference. Yeah, and I think that there's a way to authentically fake it before you make it, and so maybe that's where the differentiation comes in. But it's not. You're really not faking it when you're acting as impossible to fail, and you can have. Um, you're really modeling the better version of yourself. So you might have. I mean, it helps me to think of Cheryl Richardson for work, but maybe I think of someone else for parenting. And I think of someone else, you know, Nancy Reagan just passed away. And I think about her maybe for how she expressed her love to her spouse. So there's different, you don't have to have one model of business. If I'm thinking about being more assertive, I might even think of Martha Stewart. So you want to act as if, but in an authentic way that still feels like you and that you're the focus is on acting as if you can't fail. And if you really believe in yourself and you believe that you can't fail, then you're being authentic. So you're not faking it because you really do have that belief. And if you're walking around and you're too much faking it, then that leads into fear. And that's exactly what we don't want. I really want us to know that fear is totally normal and so common But the opposite of fear is faith, and that's really the goal in all of this, to have faith that you are going to make it. You're going to be able to sustain a great relationship. You're going to be able to attain great health, and you're going to be able to have a really successful career as a military spouse. So at the bottom of that fear is 
you know, we don't want to fake it till, you know, like and feel afraid. We want to feel really embrace faith and embrace that we can have it all. So I think maybe that, does that help at all, Wendy, in terms of? It does. Um, that really kind of gave me a lot of like clarity there. Yeah. Like why faking it can feel like, because then you're, you're kind of living in fear because you're like, oh, no, I'm not good enough. But whereas you can step into it and say, you know what, I'm going to really act as if it's totally impossible to fail at this because that feels really, it feels really real. And it helps us get rid of that gremlin voice that's saying you can't do it, you can't do it, you stay stuck. And we were able to conquer that well-known gremlin voice and move past it. I'm thinking if we feel like we're faking it, our gremlin is saying, see, you're faking it, you're faking it, you're really not good. And we, that's very common. Oh, that's common, a good point. Yeah, that's a good but point. But we want to tame it. We really want to tame that voice that we all have. Like, I've literally turned an article into a, to be published and thought, that's really crummy. And I'll say, no, 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 Krista, it's not a crummy article. That's your voice. That's your gremlin voice. And I'm going to tap into your more authentic act as if you can't fail. They're going to love it. And I'll say, they're going to love this article. I just recently at a workshop, a, that Julia Cameron workshop, I learned that we can even name our gremlin. And I thought that was kind of fun. And I thought of mine as a cartoon character named Luna. And I thought, I can tell Luna to just be quiet if she's telling me that I'm really thinking at something. So I can just almost picture her like a little cartoon character on my shoulder. And if I say, I'm going to make this phone call to move my career forward, and Luna's on my shoulder saying, you're going to sound dumb, you're going to sound horrible, I can kind of tame her. And it was really fun for me to imagine this gremlin voice having a name. To name your gremlin, Wendy. So when me you too. have a doubtful voice at work and someone's saying, this is terrible, this is the work you're turning in, we'll have to name. If you can't think of one right now, we'll have to, to let everyone know that you're working on it because you have to come up with a, a good gremlin name. Maybe our guest listeners can have send in their gremlin names so we can laugh at all these names. Julia Cameron's gremlin name was nigel she said he was the decorator and she named her gremlin so i just love the concept of naming this fear that is sitting on our shoulders and knowing that we all we each of us have a gremlin voice and there are ways that we can tame it i'm now thinking of what my gremlin name is going to be and the the other thing that you talked about too krista that i wanted to bring up was not only do we have this gremlin but also, the rebel side of yourself, talk a little bit about that. Yes. So Julia said that we all have, I, I've heard before, the taming our gremlin. So we have a gremlin voice that's our naysayer and the person that kind of thinks everything we're doing is not good. And then we also, each of us have a rebel voice. And the rebel voice might be someone that's like doubting the authority. Maybe you think, oh, you know, what does Krista know? I'm listening to this radio show, but what does she really know? And it's that that rebel that doesn't let us really listen and take information in because we're judging the person that's sharing the info. And this rebel pops up in our life and it doesn't, it's really not meant to serve us. So we also have to tame, in addition to taming our gremlin, we have to tame our rebel. And then what I found to be just as much fun as naming our rebel, like I named my rebel Rita and I named my <laughs> gremlin so voice Luna. 
But then I also named my ideal version of myself. Kind of I created like a Hollywood self, and it's sort of the person that you would envision doing everything that's on my vision board. And this perfect self, I named, I named her Jane after my grandmother because, uh, you know, my grandmother was a very classy, cool lady. So I named my ideal self Jane just because I like the name Jane. You can also ask yourself, you know, what would Jane do? What would Jane do right now? Because, you know, Jane's wearing Prada boots and driving a Porsche and she has a six-figure job and her husband adores her and worships her and brings her coffee in bed every morning with crumpets. And, I mean, Jane has the life. She has the life. So Jane doesn't bother with the nagging neighbor. Jane doesn't get stressed over little things that she does wrong. I mean, Jane is a total rock star. So when I'm feeling down, I think, what would Jane do? And it's really fun. You can have a lot of fun with it. Okay, I clearly have some homework to do. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we this have is going to be fun. You know, when we're thinking about this knowing doing gap, we know where we want to be. We want to be where Jane is. We don't want to be tied down by these gremlin and rebel voices. Like, we don't want to be stuck. We don't want to be in the same rut, having the same conversations with our negative self that are saying, you're no good, you're no good, you're never going to make it, it's too much work, it's too hard to get there, you know, your rebel's very skeptical that you'll ever be able to live out this life of Jane. So what we want to do is think about it as you're making lists of tasks that you want to accomplish and you're like, wow, I can get there, I can get there. And you're feeling all jazzed and energized as you're writing your goals and you're writing your vision board. But then when it comes down to putting this all into action, that gremlin voice gets louder and louder and louder and we doubt ourselves more and more and more and we just get engulfed with fear. And what we need to do is understand that this is normal and it's part of the process. And there's so many books on this. There's a book called Do the Work. There's a, it's all about overcoming this resistance. And resistance is really the combination of the rebel and the gremlin. So if we just know like, oh, here it is, it's showing up again. I don't feel like making those sales call. We can say, oh, that's interesting. Here's Luna. I'm going to just tell her to be quiet for a minute because I still need to make that call. Or I still need to shoot that basket in the hoop, even though, you know, I can see this big gremlin in the audience. So we just want to work through that. And I think the more we hear that this is so common and normal, and if you listen to any famous, successful people, they'll tell you they have a gremlin and a rebel as well. And what we need to do in order to continue down our path, the opposite of listening to the sphere, and it's listening to faith, and it's listening to God, and it's believing in yourself and having faith that Jane is stronger than these other forces. And the work process that you've implemented in order to fulfill your dream will lead you to success. If you, if you have a gap between where you are now and then across the river where you want to be, and you think of it as a ladder going across the water, and you just take it prong by prong by prong across that water, you're going to get to the other side. You will get there, and we will, we're will. we here cheering you on. Wendy and I are on the other side of that bank cheering you on. And as you work hard on developing these new skills, new attitudes, new habits, all the things that we talk about on our show, you're kind of making a lifestyle commitment that I'm going to eventually cross this bridge and get to the other side and, and hopefully have fun in the process. So we just want to be here with you and help you and encourage you to just go across between where you were and then ultimately where you would love to be. 
Yes, we want to cheer you on and cheer ourselves on in the process with you. So we just want to encourage you today to take one more step towards those hopes and dreams and goals that you have. All right, Krista. Well, that's up another show in the books. Let's wrap up. And I want to tell everybody who's listening, please connect with us online. You can find us on social by going to My Military Life on Twitter or The Military Spouse Coach on Facebook. You can follow Krista on Twitter. Her handle is at Krista Wells. You can connect with us there. If you connect with us on social, we have a couple of things that you can do to interact with us. You can suggest a show topic that you want to hear us talk about in the future, or you can even send us a photo of something brave that you've tried as a result of this show. So be creative. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a question for us, you can also send it to us on social. Krista's website is themilitaryspousecoach.com. That's another episode today of the Military Spouse Show. I just want to say thanks, everybody, for listening. And be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. All right, Krista. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. I love that. And, Wendy, I hope on social media you'll tell everyone what you named your gremlin. Oh, yes. I'm going to take out some names. I like Nigel. It reminds me of The Devil Wears Prada. And I love Nigel Stanley Tucci. He's in so many movies. Well, Julia Cameron believes in stealing, so you can totally steal her gremlin name, I'm sure. She encouraged us to steal off each other when someone had a good idea to just steal it. And I love that process of anyone can use Lunatic Luna or Rita or or (laughs) Nigel or come up with their own. Be creative and have fun. And just remember, guys, take your earrings off and jump.